Welcome to the OnScript podcast, your home for world-class conversations on scripture and theology, where you get to meet some of the best in the field. Visit us at onscript.study. Say hello on Twitter at OnScript Podcast and stop by our Facebook page at facebook.com slash OnScript. Hey, OnScript listeners, this is Matt Lynch coming to you from Regent College in Vancouver, and we've got another fantastic episode with Dr. Irvine Shablatsim for you. He comes on around this time every year and brings us his insights and wisdom, and you're in for a real treat this time. He's sharing about his uh, the memoirs that he's written on the life of a theologian and scientist. So I think you'll find it fascinating, and we hope you enjoy it. If you'd like to subscribe on the basis of what you hear in this episode, by all means, uh, make sure that you're subscribed on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen, or if you want to give us a rating, a review, um, please do so. Uh, thanks so much for listening, and enjoy. Welcome back, on script listeners. We've got a very special guest today, back for the, I don't know, fifth time. Uh, we're thrilled to have Professor Irvine, uh, Dr. Irvine Shablatsim with us. Dr. Professor Irvine Shablatsim is a scientist and a biblical scholar who focuses on the Apostle Paul and works year-round at his laboratory and farmstead in the Lake District in the UK. He's the author of a number of books that we've discussed in previous podcasts, including Paul, Multiverse Theory, and The Journey of the Inner Soul. Also, Fault Lines in the Horizon, Paul's Dawning Age Marches On. Uh, he's written Feathers on the Nose, Paul's Radical Pastoral Theology for the Non-Anthropic World. He's written Child Rearing with the Apostle Paul in the Book of Revelation. And the book we're discussing today is called A Life Living, Theologality, Bibliosity, and to be prodigiistic. Professor Shablatsim, welcome back to OnScript. Matthew, Matt, Matty boy, Matthias, it is good to be back here with you today. Yeah, wow. Welcome back. Uh, thanks for that. Uh, good to be back with you as well. You've got another book um, that you've completed, presumably. Uh, that's going to be out. Well, we'll come to that. New model, revolutionizing the space of the book. Mm. Yeah, well, th well, that was part of what I wanted to, you know, I was setting up a little bit there. Um, part of what I wanted to talk about today is the, the sort of new approach that you're taking to theology in the light of the what you call the death of theology. We'll come to that later. Um, but this is also a, a memoir. And so I maybe just want to talk a little bit about, like, you know, what, what is it that prompted you to turn toward the memoir? A uh, different genre, different style of book, and so on. Can you hear that, Matt? Hear what? Can you hear that? That, that is what I think the market, the sound of the market calling for something new. Hmm. You know? Yeah. Books, been the same for such a long time. I'm mm. going to merge two things mm -hmm. today with my announcement of my new book. Thank you again for giving me a platform to uh, enable my works to get out there. Memoirs. Memoir. Right? Story about me. That's what memoir stands for. Mm -hmm. So I have a story about me. Can I ask you a question, Matt? Is my story finished? Nope. It's not, is it? Is my story under underway? Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. So how can you have a book about a process and a thing that's on underway it doesn't work, does it? So mm. I, I've put, I brought together 
what I think is fantastic. My new book, a memoir about myself, a life living, theologicality, bibliosity, and to be prodigistic, that is a story in development. Mm. I am today going to announce, I'm going to take, I'm going to take uh, inspiration from big, pe- big companies out there. I think you may have heard of a company called Netflix. Yeah. Basically, you pay money each month. You get you, you get your shows, don't you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, my life is running currently right now. New model, ten pounds, right? Throw me a tenner off Amazon. What do you get for tenner, Matt? What do you get for t- oh, ten, fifteen dollars, whatever it is? I don't know what the exchange rate is. Yeah, like fifteen bucks, or whatever. Probably like a burger bucks. or something, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, like, yeah. or like a fifteen dollar so, book. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So fifteen, fifteen, fifteen dollars. Uh, Canadian dollars is a bit different in it as well so you know whatever dollars you're using get your dollars out pass them through the Amazon or whatever you're going to use you get a binder oh, what, like a three ring binder yeah Okay. in it you want your money's worth the introduction that's mm. it I can't see you but I can hear that frown I can hear that frown on your face as 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 people say turn that frown upside down mm. only an introduction for a tenant no no £10 a month it's a subscription model introduction month one Last Friday of every month, you will be receiving a new chapter. Mm. So it's like watching a documentary mm. about me all the time, every month, mm. every last Friday of every month. Uh, so, so that's the new model. So ten pound up front, introduction binder, and binder will have space for probably you know a hundred chapters or something. Uh, you'll get just just so you're clear, because I know you're a theologian, Matt, so I'm not sure on your maths, but mm. if it's if it's a chapter a month, that's twelve chapters a year you'll get. Ten pound a month. Right. Right. Um so yeah, so it's a living, breathing well not actually living and breathing, but you know what I mean? It's like a mm. it's like a, a thing that's alive. I uh, I think therefore I am. And we'll yeah. come on to that later. So so yeah, that's the new model. I think my gut tells me mm-hmm. it's gonna be a winner. That is gonna be a winning idea. Yeah, and in the in the publicity material that your your publisher, which is your um, Center for Excellence sent me. Uh, they yes. they said they had a quote from you, and I can't remember it exactly, but something to the effect that you are committed to writing this until your dying day. Maybe just talk a little bit about what it you know as you look ahead and think about now. This you sort of locked yourself in to this mm-hmm. agreement with your yeah. potential customers to write until your dying day. Now a lot of people can't write on their dying day. How so? How do you look at that? We'll come on to this later. The Centers for Excellence. I've got to talk about this. I don't know, you know, spoiler alert, but I don't obviously want to put too much forward, but there is a, there is a movement that's moving, uh, hence the movement. You know, what, you, know what, you know what movements need, Matt? Money. Yeah. So part of this is an ongoing income stream. I've been reading books. I've read this book. There's a, there's a, there's a, there's, these, they're yellow books. You can get them in the library and they're for dummies. Um, and I've found, I found a book and it was recommended to me um, by many people, and it was the business basic business 101 for you Americans, or basic business stuff for dummies. Mm-hmm. I read it, I got it. I, I'm now, I'm not a capitalist, you know, I'm, I'm not that, but you have to make the realization that stuff needs to be paid for. So, what I'm thinking is £10 a month, mm-hmm. a million, subscri- million subscribers, that's £10 million a month, that's £120 million a year. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that kind of, with that kind of money, I think we're onto a roller. So, so what I thought I'd do with that kind of money, I could employ somebody who would follow me around, uh, and then they just write basically write my story as we go. 
like a like a uh, a ghost. Is it a ghost? A ghost writer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. a biographer. They're, they're not actually a ghost. They're mm-hmm. they're a writer who I don't know what I don't know. Anyway, so um, a ghost writer. They follow me around, and so if I am dying or I get hit by a bus, you know, even mid sentence, they'll have it. So that's more, that's yeah. So that's what we that's what we got. Mm. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about and some updates in your life and how that. Feed yeah. into your memoir and in the some. Oh, whoa, 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 Matt! I must, I must mm. stop you there. Have you not had a recent book launch? Mm. Yeah, I did. I did. And drop it. What is it? Uh, so it's got like theory. a knife. It's like it's like a knife on the front. Yeah, yeah. It's called flood. Is that was that you? Was that your idea, or was that like the publisher forced that on you? That, that's the. <laughs> well, the the publisher suggested it to me. I, I wouldn't say they forced okay. it, on me, but yeah. Okay. Okay. Fine. Just interesting. Interesting choice. I wouldn't have gone for it. You know, I think I, I like a more of a. You know, you're not. You're not on the cover. Does that was that like a choice you made? You didn't think. Is that an aesthetic yeah. thing that you chose not to yeah. be on the cover? I, I, I guess that was a publisher choice that they decide not to put me on the cover. I don't. I don't know what's behind uh, that. I didn't read into it too much though. Okay. I I, well, I wouldn't. I'd give that five minutes of your time, Matt. I would. I. It's interesting to see you're not. I think a full. A full. You know. Full full view of you in, as an entity on the front cover holding a dagger, well, I think would have been better. I'm going to be honest. I, you know, I would say by now we are we have a friendship and mm-hmm. transparency is a key to mm-hmm. good friendship. And I would just say I think you, maybe you know, in a kind of like uh, you know an Old Testament dress like outfit with a dagger, I think would have mm-hmm. gone better. But anyway, I uh, will I will read the book. I've ordered it. Yeah. Um, off Amazon, checked it out. Doing really well. One review in the UK so far. Yeah. Four stars, which I thought was a bit mean. That was a verified reviewer as well. They actually read it. It can go. Anyway, anyway. So, great. So, yeah. So, congratulations on that one. Yeah. Um, Why don't you talk to me a little bit more about some of the updates, the sorts of initiatives that you've been pursuing with the Centers for Excellence and your memoirs? Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Now? Yeah. Yeah. Now's a good time. Great. <clears throat> the Great Commission, my young friend, my learned elder. The Great Commission, simple. Go forward and spread the good news. V la V, franchise your successful theological movement into new locations. Yeah. There you go, Great Commission. Me go and set up franchise models of the the laboratory sort of learning centre mm. of excellence everywhere, all over the globe. I think the, the, the aim for these centres, so the idea is, is we just create a, a, a centre comp- exactly mapped on the center i have okay mm-hmm. in the lake district so i'm spreading the good news out through zoom to these locations and then they're sending the uh, the readies back as it were um so so what have we done so far so we're pursuing the establishment of a center for excellence uh in every every country now i i looked mm-hmm. that up there's a heck it's like 193 registered country the un right. like identify 190 that's a lot so i've gone for a more of a nuanced approach and i've come up with what i call the worthwhile country list and so these these are these are places that have kind of got they've got to be bastions of theological thought so i've broken the country i've broken the world down i've come up with a way of breaking the world down into into seven uh, areas so the first one i came up with was north america so the bastions of theological thought in North America are dead easy to it, dead easy. That's what you to start with. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Mexico and the USA. So um, I think... What about Canada? Not- 
Canada. Well, we so we went through. We we used a we used a culture a culture matrix that I came up with, and it was like a Venn diagram uh, with a, with a sort of thing. And basically, the the difficulty with Canada, and I'll be honest with you, and transparency is one of my key values. Um, the Canadians themselves, as a people group, haven't really done much. Is that the shadow of being in America? You know, they put a man on the moon. If your neighbour puts a man on the moon, and all you've done is invented maple syrup. It's it's just difficult, isn't it? You know, I just find that quite awkward. So, we we've put we we've put a pin in uh, the mm-hmm. Canadian um, uh, sort of venture for now, and I think we're mainly going to focus on the other bastions of uh, sure. USA and yeah. Mexico. Yeah. Okay. So so you've got Mexico, USA in your um, with in that America. segment that, that you call North America. Um, yeah. And tell me about how it's going, establishing these centers for excellence. So you've got one in the Lake District, and I guess you're building on yep. its success, presumably. And then- yeah, exactly. Map it out, get it right, and then so so the first place, what do you do? You, it's a lot. It's a bit of a stretch, and obviously the time difference is a bit of an issue at the moment. Um, I can't do zooms in the evening; it's too I, I'm too busy. So um, we've gone for more local. Like, what's the closest place to us that's that's far away? So it's kind of a close far country, and that's. En français, as they say in France. You know, you think about Paris and the thought that went is 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 has birthed from Paris. The philosophers, the 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 right. stuff right. that came, art exactly mm-hmm. art. They got so many museums and stuff there. You know, mm-hmm. um, so um, the Louvre. They've got the Louvre um, and things like that. So that was to me an obvious choice. So we have taken some of Dave's savings and we've sent him to Paris. We found a, a Ryanair flight mm-hmm. from uh, Luton uh, to Paris for, for £3.90. Um, he couldn't take any luggage. He had to stand up the whole flight. But hey, boom, you know, we're on a, we're, we're on a budget. So um, he flew into Charles de Gaulle and then got himself a taxi and uh, set up a few interviews for him. Just gonna be honest again. Transparency is one of my values. Mm. Mia culpa. I, I I bring my mia culpas to the doorstep of the on-script commu- on-script. Yeah, pre- I appreciate that honesty. You know, yeah. and lay them down, mm-hmm. and didn't go well. Didn't go well. France was not receptive. Paris, non, as they say. There was a bit of an incident in a train station. It was. It was. Yeah. It was. It. It got. It, basically, there was an issue with a mime artist. It got ugly. There was a baguette involved. I can't say much more because it's still. A legal element to it, and um, oh, yeah. he he came up. He basically oh, had it didn't work. It didn't work. So yeah, I, um, I I feel bad for Dave in that situation. You know. Well, I, I understand Dave was the one on the ground who got assaulted, but I mean, actually, the reflection the the, the, the pain is with me. You know, I'm the one who sure. you know yeah. who who who's been impacted by that incident mm-hmm. more than Dave. Um, it does reflect yes. back on you. Yeah. Exactly. Yes, he got detained, mm-hmm. and he was in, he was imprisoned for three days, mm-hmm. and the emb- he couldn't reach the embassy. Falalala. But at the end of the day, reputational institutional reputation is the, is is the stand the gold standard in our industry, yeah. is it not, Matt? Yeah, you don't it's just a go kind of currency. Yeah. Exactly the currency, I'd say. You don't go working anywhere willy nilly, do you? Anyway, so I've been left with a you know when you're when you're a Cool. I was just going to ask, like, how that shaped your sense of mission. You know, um, going through an experience like that, setting, trying to set up your center for excellence. There, you're trying to establish it, and then you get hit with 
something like that, or Dave gets hit, but you get hit indirectly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, where do we turn in times like this, Matt? Where do we turn? Do we turn inwards? Do we turn outwards? No. We turn to the good book, do we not? Mm-hmm. Joshua. Mm. He didn't stop. Imagine if Joshua... Right, just think the back. If, if Joshua had stopped yeah. once, twice, three times, you know what? I'm, I, my legs are hurting. All this, all this noise, all these trumpets just get into me. Mm. I, I can't, I can't oh, walk Jericho. around this... Jericho. Yeah, exactly. I can't walk around Jericho yeah. all this time. I ain't doing it. It's too much. No, he didn't. He kept going. So I feel like now, like I am Joshua at Jericho. Mm-hmm. I've, I've done one lap. Right, it's not happening. Got to go again. It's David against Samson. You know mm. that proves the point. And when you when you when walls when you run into a wall mm-hmm. really fast, mm-hmm. it hurts. Sure. So this hurts mm-hmm. that we can't. We we've now we both now cannot access the EU economic area. Mm-hmm. Um. So we got to go further afield. That's fine. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it's actually quite painful to talk about. Oh no! But but I feel now I feel how they felt, you know, mm. those original pioneers who were like, mm. "Let's go do this." I'm trying to do it. It's not going well. So we need to go harder. Yeah, we need to go faster, harder, more aggressive. Mm. You know, you know, like like you know Jericho. We need to run around the walls. Run, 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 run. Sure. Blow that trumpet harder. Yeah. And then, and then, yeah. So I feel, yeah, yeah. I feel like we, it's, yeah. it's going to happen. In the excerpt that I got from your introduction, you said, "When you face opposition, it proves you're doing the right thing." Is that kind of how you felt about this situation? Yeah. If every publishing house, you must know how this feels. Yeah, you send off your manuscript, thirty or forty publishers, not even well. I mean, you must have got one because you got your book. But you know, if you got one, I bet you got thirty-nine that said jog on. No thanks, mate. What is this? Na- knives in the Old Testament? Come on. You got one. Good for you. I'm still looking for that one. So I face rejection all the time for my ideas, yeah. for my it's my personality. But it makes you stronger. It, you know, it means you're doing something right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Uh, let's talk about some of the uh, ideas, theological ideas that you are reflecting on in your memoirs, because uh, a big yes. part of the journey that you went on is theological. Yep. And you talk about some of the key issues facing theology. Why don't you whet our appetites, give us a sense of what some of those issues are? <sighs> so many. So much. Yeah. Well, you know? Yeah. So, why don't you give us a sense of uh, of some of those, just to interest like our a, listeners, like like a granular level. Mm-hmm. Okay. <sighs> Dualism. Mm. Yeah, that's a big one. Mm-hmm. You want to unpack that a little? Yeah, I can unpack that. Dualism. Dualism, dualism, dualism. Mm -hmm. The age-old question. Mm -hmm. Dualism. What's the answer? Um, Is there any any more that you could say on that? That's that's fascinating. So, well, actually, interestingly, Mm -hmm. um, I did some research. Mm. I left the center of excellence and i traveled down to one of the uk's leading 
institutions where they study theology. Uh, I cannot, for legal reasons, say where this happened, but I will tell you a story. I'm sure you, Matt, you know, I've known you a long time, I follow your work. I can see in, the, in your work and the work of others, you know, that you don't always get things right. So I, um, you'll have to picture the scene with me, I turned up at a uh, this foresaid, non-mentionable uh, institution where they, the study of theology is undertaken, and I found the expert in the field of dualism, Mm-hmm. And I went to his office, knocked on the door. He kindly opened and said, hello, how are you? I said, how are you? And he said, good. And I slapped him in the face with a glove. Oh, my. Okay. Yeah. Why? So Why? I, uh, well, I, the the embarrassment I go through, you won't need to, because I can tell, rather than you make this mistake, I can tell you how to do. There are two dualisms. Mm. Mm. And I got the wrong one. It's easily done, 50-50. I got the wrong one. So I thought it was dueling as in, like, knives and guns at 20 paces right right okay so i i yeah. thought it being an expert on dueling we could duel you know he'd written a paper about how dueling which i found on the internet how dueling is the one of the key the- theological disciplines right yeah right, right. the study of dualism that's an easy mistake to make how did he was he uh you know did he well did he kick out obviously no, I, don't, I think at the moment maybe next year i can give you a full breakdown of mm. the you know when, when something when there's ongoing legal procedures on stuff you're not supposed to talk about it because it could obviously influence the jury mm-hmm. so um, I'll leave that there but yeah it didn't go very well um, oh. that one <sighs> yeah so, so, so you, um, but you've had a lot of opposition this year. I mean I guess that's part of a good memoir is reflecting on how you exactly through yeah. so you've had the opposition in in France yeah. um, uh, in this in this institution and right. mm-hmm. I have had a struggle my work is uh, cutting edge it is uh, right on the knife edge um, and I think that causes some people uncomfortableness yeah. so you, you so know you've got, so you've got that active lawsuit underway and um, yes and part part of that um, yeah. well, what, what sort of uh, what, what is that prompting you like how did you struggle through that well, so, well it's more, more than a struggle it's more that I struggle with being confined you know, you're a th- you're, I see you, Matt, as one of our one of this globe's premier thought leaders. You know, mm-hmm. uh, in just in theology, not in like other stuff, just just mm-hmm. theology. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, just Old Testament. The- yes, just Old Testament theology. I think there's some really amazing thinkers in the New Testament, but you're, I'd keep you more old. So, so you're a thought leader in that area, and you don't like being confined, do you? You want to just wildly, you know, run through meadows of thought all the time um, I can't do that anymore I've been constrained so uh, there's financial problems and there's also uh, the courts have decided that I need to have some discussions uh, with people to, to sort of aid me in making sure that I don't keep doing these kind of what they said are strange interactions with other people yeah. so I've been talking to my friend in her office and I have to go to these appointments, mm-hmm. and she has recommended poetry. So I'll come on to that in a minute. We've got a fix for the financials, which is great. Dave uh, has come into come into play on this very kindly. Mm-hmm. So he's actually now the CEO of the Lake District uh, Centre of Excellence, which is great. Um, he's also the governance and trustees of the centre, which is great. So um, that's been good, really useful. So um, yeah, so that's that's helped us there. You know, my name might not might not be on the door anymore, but my my brain is inside, as it were. Yeah. So does um, that make so Dave 
financially liable then for all these legal issues? Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't phrase it like that. I would say that Dave is in a position where he can hold on to the important bits of the organization in a way that means that he's got hold of them permanently and I'm more of a free spirit okay yeah I'd put, I'd put it like that yeah so um, so and the other side of it is the fact that I need to submit uh, a, a poem once a week what my th- what my experience of these struggles these these kind of events that are beyond my control have have kind of made me feel yeah so what's an example have you do you have some poetry to share with our listeners <clears throat> Oh, I don't know if I could, Matt. Yeah, I don't come know. I've on. Not, I've not, I've not, no, I've not, I've not, no, I, 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 no, hey, I've not put this in the public domain yet. I, 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 I yeah, no, no, yeah, okay, all right then. Um, so this is my first poem, and it's called "To Duel or Not to Duel." Mm. That is the question. Mm. Very good. This is completely my work. Okay, I challenged a theologian to a duel. But before the fight, I acted the fool, hitting him with my glove in jest. But it turns out he took it quite serious. He ran to his office to hide and cower. I left with my ego turned sour, regretting the whole thing, wishing I'd thought before I hit him and my plan came to naught. But it only got worse when the court papers came, a restraining order with my name, barring me from getting close to the man and making me wish it had never began. So let this be a lesson to all. Don't hit a theologian, big or small, for you may find yourself with a court order and a reputation that's in the gutter. For now I can keep my distance and reflect on the foolishness of my impulsive act. And maybe one day I'll make amends and hope that the theologian will become my friends. Mm. Oh, wow. Oh, that's great. That's good, doesn't it? Like, there's yeah. a part one, part two, middle, beginning, middle, and end. That is what a secret's good poetry. I've mm. heard. Yeah. Beginning, yeah. middle, end. Like a story. Yeah. We, you can hear that uh, quite loud in the microphone, so you might want to keep that back. You, you've talked about like major theological developments. Um, the, the first one we talked about was dualism. The second major area you talk about in the book is embodiment. What do you mean by that? Why, oh, why is that so significant? Pull your socks up, man. We're going to deep dive now. Oh, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna go dive, deep dive. And embody Samuel in mm. a minute. Embodiment. Embodiment. Three parts to it. M, can, the prefix can mean in or on. Body, body. Ment, body meant. Take on. Be, be of. Yep. The problem uh, these days is a lot of confusion about the body. A lot of confusion. Uh, is embodiment in, on, around, through? Uh, on the body, in the body, at the body? So that kind of stuff is quite confusing. So we need to, we need to focus and we need to get a perfect example of embodiment mm-hmm. 1 Samuel 5 4 NIV but the following morning when they arose there was Dagon fallen on his face on the ground before the ark of the Lord his head and hands had been broken off and they were lying on the threshold only his body remained so that part of the body is called the torso so for this poor fella Dagon he's, he's obviously got up in the morning yeah or in the night he's tripped over something he's probably like got up for a snack you know little midnight feast gone downstairs for a snack tripped over something uh, his head and his hands are broken off I mean that has some injury there isn't it mm. like must like I mean in those days I imagine the floor was made of like stone wasn't it yeah, yeah. So if you'd have tripped down the stairs 
yeah. in those days, you know, with a cheese sandwich and a glass of milk. That wouldn't end up. So, yeah. So, this is a prime example of why embodiment is so important to the modern theological thought uh, and, and, and sort of discussions. Yeah, that's a, um, that's a really helpful example. And, and, and part of what you point out in the book is that, uh, you know, even though his head and hands had broken off, like he persisted and his it says his body remained. Yeah, I'm not quite sure how that works myself. And that's not really something I can experiment with at the Centre of Excellence. Um, it's embodiment, you know. It, 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 to me, that's the core of the embodiment movement that we need to start, you know, seriously discussing. Sure. You know, um, and as as, as 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 people say, you can only eat the corn after you've eaten the husk. Mm. I think that helps us understand mm. what's going on in Samuel. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's good. Five notes on a piano, or two on a kazoo. Talk about clarity. It's like putting the window wipers on. Yeah, that's good. Um, so you've got you've got this book, you know, the three ring binder. People can subscribe to it, um, and and in it, you're going to be unpacking your theological reflections on the major issues facing us today. Um, you know, we've talked about dualism, embodiment. What are some of the other? Mm. If you had to pick, like one more big one uh, facing contemporary Christians, what what would it be? Here's a prime example. So let's take the Israelis, uh, the Israelites, and uh, the war of the Malachites, uh, which we all know attacked uh, Israel in the wilderness. Mm -hmm. Uh, When they were leaving the Promised Land, they're heading towards Egypt. Uh, In that part of the story, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Aaron popped up, blew the shofar, and I believe that the shofar in this part of the story uh, was a real warning about the impending death of theology. Uh, coming on to us this day, potentially. You'll notice in the story that the Ark opened and essentially blasted away all opponents. Hmm. It's probably because of the powerful animals in it who were cooped up from the flood. Now, that's a lot That's a lot to take in. Now, that needs a lot of unpacking. Wow. So you're connecting Ark of the Covenant and Ark of Noah. Huh. Interesting. So, Irvine, you are a self-described scholar of Pauline theology, and Mm. you've you've written extensively uh, on his letters and writings. Tell me a little bit about how Paul factors into your sense of vocation and mission and your reflections as Mm. they come out in your memoir. I think think for me, one of the things that stands out for me about about Paul is this this idea that he, you know, just one day decided, I'm going to go on tour. And, uh, you know, I thought, you know, that's what I want. I want to live and breathe Pauline theology. And one to do that is to do what he did. Mm-hmm. Go on a journey. Mm. A journey of discovery, mm-hmm. of witness, of evangelism, mm-hmm. of, you know, Mediterranean beaches. I bet that was a, that was a real, you know, one of the core, you know, thing. Um, mm-hmm. So I have come up with, you know, the winter months, you know, are going to be spent doing what I'm going to call the global Pauline tour 2023 mm. Mm. and I'm going to follow in the footsteps of Paul mm-hmm. touring those the kind of places he went so I've narrowed it down basically with that with that kind of combination of things port city uh, culture diversity you know that kind of amazing mm. stuff um, the three locations that I've picked mm. to do my tour is 
uh, the Seychelles, Barbados, and Cancun. And and those are the best places for opening up centers for excellence. Happy coincidence, I think. Hmm. I think I think that I think that mo- it just maps on almost perfectly to what uh, you know the, the Paul's mission was. Hmm. You know, he went to where the people were. He went to the beaches they were on, mm-hmm. and he probably, you know, so you know, for me, having studied it in depth, that to me screams as the op- as the thing I've got to do to understand Paul better. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so I'm going to fly to Cancun. I will stay there for a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I will absorb myself uh, with things like uh, walking on the beach, uh, sampling the local cuisine, really absorb myself in the culture. And the activities the locals mm-hmm. uh, partake in mm-hmm. there. And, and what do you think you and Dave will go on this trip? I know it depends on sales, but when do you think the two of you will will go on? Well, you know, we, there's a very we've had to make a very tough decision. I think that f- fortunately Dave is going to stay behind. Mm. Um, this, you know, two two first class tickets on um, Virgin Atlantic is very expensive. Mm. So um, uh, I, I thought, you know, Dave was very keen to come. Um, and so, you know, again, what do we do when we have these tough decisions? Do I, do we both go in the economy class mm-hmm. or do I go on my own in first class? And um, uh, 2 Thessalonians 3.12 was, was fortunate enough to spring to mind. And that is that such people we command and urge in the Lord Jesus Christ to settle down and earn the food they eat. Mm-hmm. And so I felt that was for Dave, that he needed to stay uh, behind and... Mm-hmm. Um, and the food that he eats, right. and, I'll, and I will have to be the one that uh, relives Paul's struggle uh, mm. in Cancun. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's really exciting, and I'm sure uh, Dave um, will uh, adjust and and appreciate, you know, in the end, what what it is you're doing. Do you know what they say? There's no place like home. Yeah, that's what they say. You know, that's what that's you know that that that's it. Mm-hmm. What more would you need? Yeah. Well, you've definitely left us a lot to chew on, to think with. Nom, 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 nom. Yeah. Yep. Lots to chew on. Choo, choo, choo. Yeah. And, um, you know, you've brought us into some some of the depths of Pauline literature, science, poetry. We've had it all. Dr. Shabatsam, thank you so much for taking your time and all the best to you in this coming year. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. You've been listening to OnScript, delectable conversations on scripture and theology. If this episode has brought you inner peace or lit your biblical fire, please consider a small donation of just 2 or $5 per month. Information on how to donate can be found at onscript.study/donate.